This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin, super spreading Bitcoin 2022. Today is February the 11th of 2022. No circuit breakers in Bitcoin, solutions over sympathy. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Strong hand, buy and hold, golden age of the 2020s. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, unconfiscatable, uncensorable, permissionless. I am offended by selling. These dudes are in motion. Best freaking guest in the space I bring you here on This Week in Bitcoin. Kaz is back in the house. Robert Valentine is back in the house. And Alex McShane, all right, making his freaking debut today. Now, before we get to the best guest in the freaking space, okay, I got to read you what's going on promote the big Miami event. It's like less than two months away now. Oh my, I got to read this to you. They pay the bills. Bitcoin 2022 is the largest Bitcoin event in the world that takes place on April 6th to 9th in Miami Beach, Florida. All four days will be jam-packed with exclusive content, exciting announcements, and an incredible lineup of Bitcoin speakers, artists, and leaders. And I'll be there. Day one is industry day for enterprising uh, Bitcoiners who are looking to build a business or career within the ecosystem. Days two and three. Oh, they're going to be awesome. Our general conference days featuring speakers like El Salvador, El Presidente, Nayib Bukele, who has promised a big surprise. Oh, wow. I can only imagine. As well as CEOs like Michael Saylor, Elizabeth Stark, Jack Mallers, Adam Back, and hundreds more. The conference caps off on the fourth day with the world's first and largest Bitcoin music festival, Sound Money Fest, headlined by rapper and fellow Bitcoin Logic and some other dudes that I don't know their names of and I can't pronounce. Last year's conference sold out. And this year's is on pace to be three times larger. That means 30,000 freaking people. We're going to be super spreading freaking Bitcoin, not some freaking virus. So make sure you grab your tickets before it's too late. Visit b.tc slash conference to learn more. Uh, pay in Bitcoin. I'm offended by selling. To save and use promo code ADAM10. For 10% off, it's linked to below. And I will see you in Miami, dudes. All three of these guys are linked to below. We'll discuss if they're going to be there. Ticket prices increase on February 18th. So, all right, dudes. So enough about talking Miami. Let's talk about cold Canada, okay? Because Canada is freaking not so cold right now. They are on fire. I think it is the biggest freaking Bitcoin news of 2022 so far. The GoFundMe people weren't going to let the truckers raise money. They were going to confiscate their freaking money, in fact. Um, And the truckers had to find a way to fund themselves. So BTC Benny and some other Canadian Bitcoiners, they set up this uh, TallyCoin fundraiser using Bitcoin. And they've raised 21 Bitcoin for these truckers, for the Freedom Convoy, okay? And I am so excited because it's been on Tucker Carlson uh, some some national publications are going to write about it. And only today, Decrypt finally wrote about it. But word is spreading about, you know, the true, this is a real use case of Bitcoin. This could change fundraising. Get rid of these centralized, censor. everyone's complaining about big tech censoring this, that, and the other. Well, this is your way freaking around it, okay? 
This is the way around it. Permissionless, unconfiscatable, uncensorable, 21 Bitcoin so far. We got guys making challenges that if 10 guys give one Bitcoin, another guy's going to give one Bitcoin. It's going to get bigger than 21 Bitcoin. Kaz, you have said some great things online. Um, you actually you brought up a great point. If you think that uh, the, these intermediaries can censor now, wait till uh, we have the Fed coin turning people off. But Kaz, what is your take? Is this the biggest story of 2022? Welcome back. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely so far the biggest story as as Bitcoin as Bitcoin's had in 2022. It's definitely probably the biggest Bitcoin advertisement uh, since WikiLeaks. So you know the famous Satoshi quote: "We kicked the hornet's nest with WikiLeaks." Well, now the uh, the COVID authoritarians. Oh, I didn't mean to say that word. Uh, you know, the authoritarians have kicked the hornet's nest and they've woken people up to freedom money. So we have freedom protests. You know, shaking hands with freedom money. Um, and we see what happens. So it wasn't just, uh, you know, it wasn't just GoFundMe. It was also Gibson, Gibson Go. So now like $13 million has been either seized or frozen. Either way, it's in some centralized intermediary limbo. And now we have over 21 Bitcoin raised, um, you know, just through, you know, hodlers of last resort, honestly. Like, wait till we kick the can open and people who have never bought Bitcoin before start buying Bitcoin because they realize what it is. And it's, and you know, it's like you say all the time, Adam, it's, you know, unconfiscatable, unseizable, you know, freedom money. And now we're, the whole world is now, you know, seeing, oh, wait, you know, so if we can defund the same people who, you know, make our lives hell, you know, we can use our money however we want to. And it's just beautiful. Okay, then you bring up a, a very good point here. Wait till the normies realize what you can do with Bitcoin here, okay? In terms of funding people that are uh, not liked anymore by, by, by the normies, okay? By, by, the, uh, by the media and everything. They're going to vilify. These people, what they're calling these truckers, the names they're calling, I can't even, I can't even repeat the names because I think I'm going to get uh, um, demonetized if I, I mention the names. They Comparing them to uh, the people in Europe that were on the bad side in uh, in, in World War II. Okay, that starts with an N. I can't I can't say their names. Uh, I I want to say their names. It's, it's 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 horrible that we can't even say the names of those evil people. But that's not what the Canadians are right now. But the point I wanted to say is that all you people worried about the price of Bitcoin. Why is it Why is it going down, dudes? Dudes, if people understand because normies it takes them a while to figure stuff out if they want they're plenty of normies that want to help out these canadians the only way you can freaking help them right now is with bitcoin i'm sorry okay the, the the christian one that you brought up go send me whatever they're being blocked by canada they're trying to get these guys the money they're centralized they're a weak point okay yet this is the only way you're going to be able to support them and if if it just clicks in enough people's heads all of a sudden I mean, a bunch of people are going to buy Bitcoin to just send it to the Canadians, uh, to, to, to the truckers. So, Alex, uh, welcome to the show, dude. Uh, high energy here, as you, as you can see. Uh, and when you meet me in person one day, you will see it. This is how I am in person. All you people are going to see me in Miami. But, Alex, what's your take on this? My take is I'm a little bit bummed out, to be honest, Adam. I'm trying to get to Canada. I'd like to report on this live. I'm not vaccinated. Very hard for unvaccinated people to get into Canada, uh, even up here by the border. So we'll see. I mean, I'm a little I'm, I'm happy the, the, the caution and the like with the open sourceness that people have taken kind of reaching out to the community, having open discussions about what do we do with these Bitcoin funds? You know, how do we allocate these in a responsible, safe, private, 
uh, way? How do we verify? How do we get proof of truck? I mean, very a lot of important questions as we, uh, you know, as people put put their good, hard stored time and Bitcoin and energy toward this cause, which I think if this protest is successful, this can be replicated anywhere and you will see convoys, protests of all sorts and, and you know, freedom kind of emerge in Europe, hopefully in the States and just get us out of this mess, you know? Yeah, very good point about not being able to go up there. It is, but that's part of what this protest is about. So these yeah. restrictions do go away. So we can have f true free trade again between Canada and the United States. It's absolutely ridiculous. They're hurting themselves like this economically by making it a pain in the tuchless for trucks to go back and forth and people to go back and forth between this, this very wealthy border. And yes, this should be replicated. I'm going to tell you something. The Super Bowl is in Los Angeles this weekend, and we're going to talk about that. Um, the truckers should be blockading freaking Inglewood. Okay, that's what should be going on right now too. It, it should have already spread right, right, right to. But hey, we're going to see. Maybe it's going to spread into Europe. Who knows? This is great advertising for Bitcoin. A true for all the people who still foolishly say it can't be used for anything. How can you say it can't be used for anything? It gets away. It, get, it gets around all these ridiculous rules and, and restrictions that they, that the governments put in there or that companies choose to have. All right, Robert, what do you? You're a very calm man. What do you think about <laughs> going on in North America from your from your perch in the Netherlands? Well, I, I absolutely love what is happening. I mean, how how bad the last past years have been in terms of COVID regulations for liberty, these institutions, these established institutions are killing themselves with these kinds of actions. And I, like, like Kay was saying, this is one of the best use cases you can have for Bitcoin. And you know, the world is watching and everybody can see that you need to become ungovernable. And Bitcoin is the way to do that. And if you if you want to keep your money safe, uh, this is the way to do it. And go fund me. I mean, you have to be really, really dumb with such a name to try something like this. I mean, you, the the meme writes themselves, right? I mean, go go fund yourself. I mean, what what what's going on? This is this is just crazy. I, and I think uh, on a broader uh, on a broader view from this that. All these institutions, media, uh, um, big tech, uh, politics, you know, the trust here in the Netherlands is really at an all-time low. And people are looking for alternatives. And when they see the GoFundMe case and see that, you know, yeah, you, you can pay for the things you like without a third party interfering or being needed. I think it's a great thing. I, I, actually, I absolutely love it. I love it. Yeah, this, I mean, people, this is the true teacher of what the word, word uncensorable means, what permissionless means, what disintermediation means, what unconfiscatable means. Um, I, 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 these are very, I mean, concepts that I guess are hard to grasp. And, but now it's right in people's faces, so they better freaking grasp it by, at, at this point. I, I hope I hope they do. I, I hope they do. And uh, any, anything else you want to say? I mean, uh, we, we do any commentary on the uh, protest in Europe because it does vary from uh, country to country. Mm -hmm. And you are a guy. Just everyone has seen you on my channel before. You haven't been on this week in Bitcoin, but you ran for for office in, in the Netherlands. Uh, mm -hmm. on, on uh, a libertarian type of party. So, so, so I mean, real quick, you could say what, what's going on over there, I guess. Well, um, we're just getting out uh, of, of a lockdown. The Netherlands was the only country in the world during the Omicron crisis who decided we needed a lockdown 
because these cases were skyrocketing and they they feared you know mass debt and mass uh, healthcare overflow and all stuff like that. So uh, it has been uh, closed off for for I think a month and a half. Well, nothing happened and nobody got really ill or really sick or and you know a few people die of it but that's that's you know with, with you can name a lot of um, contagious diseases which kills people every year and we don't lock down the country so we were the only country in the world who did that so i think it's absolutely insane and most people still look at the netherlands as like this classic liberal country but we're far from that i think i, I mentioned the last time when i was on your show that um we really authoritarian and we do it in a sneaky way because we do it through companies. You know, we don't we don't do it through the state up front, but we do it through companies. Um, so yeah, we we watch the the trucker convoy, the freedom convoy in Canada closely because uh, and and we're copying it actually. I think and, and we're getting text messages that I think this weekend it's going to be in Brussels. You know, so the UE headquarters is going to get the convoy. So I'm not sure how big it's going to be. And I read there's also plans of doing the same thing here in Netherlands. So. That's the beauty of it. Like, even though Trudeau tries to scoff it off as you know a few people uh, coming to Ottawa, uh, people here are 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 waking up to the to the nonsense and uh, and and chiming in and doing their thing to uh, to get rid of these uh, these people who are have been ruling us for two years really badly. So yeah, it's great. Bitcoiners are funding inspiration all over the world, baby, all over the world. Pound that like button, everybody. All right, we'll move on from this. But Kaz, you've got anything else to say? You were the first one to talk about this, so I just I'll, I'll let you have the final word. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have anything else to say to this one. All right, cool. Alex, anything else? I'm good. All right, dudes. All right, well, let's 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 hope it spreads all over the world. It's I've linked to how you you can go to the page. It's linked to below. Tally coin. And the cool thing is you, you can give like seven cents if you want the lightning network. It, I mean, that's another topic of discussion right there. It, it's uh, giving some Bitcoiners some experience with the lightning network also, uh, how fast and awesome it is. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's been a great experience. Keep on spreading the word. And I mean, it's just amazing. We know BTC Benny and, and, and the guys that are behind this. It's, it's really cool. And don't, you know, you can read what the mainstream media says about it. Just go directly to the horse's mouth. The, 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 the press conferences are, are on the site and everything. It's uh, go directly to the horse's mouth. Okay. Let's uh, we're talking about unconfiscatable a little bit here. And uh, the, the, the Bitfinex hack was back in uh, 2016. I remember it fondly. I remember it fondly. Uh, every the, the Bitcoin price was seven hundred dollars, and uh, then it dropped into the five hundreds, and people were thinking it was the end of the freaking world. Um, and now, all these years later, apparently they they, they caught the hackers. <laughs> A couple in in New York City, apparently, and uh, she's good at social engineering. Doesn't seem like she's a, a technical uh, person here. So they. Uh, they, they stored the keys in the cloud and the, the United States government was able to uh, get the Bitcoin back. And some some ignorant people are saying, oh, you see, Bitcoin is confiscatable. Uh, no, it, it's not. If you if you I mean, if you just put your private keys out there, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's very easy to just take the private keys. OK, um, if you do it properly, it's unconfiscated. But the big the big big questions I have is, were they really the hackers? Um Will the United States government give the money back to Bitfinex? Uh, and uh, 
Yeah, but we'll start with Alex here. What's your take on the whole situation? Uh, seems a little fishy. Seems like these two might be patsies or they've, you know, picked up this Bitcoin for pennies on the dollar from someone who had really hot hands after they, they hacked and stole this Bitcoin. Um, it just it just seems odd. I, I don't think they carried out the hacking. I don't know what the U.S. government ought to do. This is an opportunity for them to up their net treasury reserve in bitcoin as right now the united states has zero this would be a good way to get off zero uh as as far as i understand all the bitfinex um patrons were already paid back in some coin or other a long time ago um i don't know if you need to pay them in the the same asset that they put up um that would seem appropriate to to refund them in actual bitcoin too but yeah, I don't really know what the move is here. I'm not I don't I don't know enough about it. I think I, I just think it seems it seems strange to me that someone would store have that much Bitcoin and store the password on the cloud. I feel like this might be used as a, you know, a campaign, one of many small kind of literal psyops that the US government's going to use against Bitcoin and Bitcoiners because they can't stop it. But they can change. They can use propaganda to change public opinion about it. And I think that's kind of our biggest attack vector. And again, and put it out there that it's confiscatable. Uh, and this is, I mean, it, there's all sorts of people that say, you see, it's not anonymous. Dudes, no one was claiming it was anonymous in the first place. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing some of the ignorant commentary you get, uh, whether it be uh, from, from the people ripping on the truckers or from the people ripping on, on the hackers now. There's a, I, I, you gain a lot of knowledge into normie uh, mindset, which is they don't really use their minds very much. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> now, you, you do say that um, Bitfinex sort of compensated. Well, they had a bail-in, first of all, where they uh, they took their uh, the people who were silly enough to store their uh, funds on Bitfinex. They all took a haircut but then they made up their own coin that was able to reimburse them. I will say this: if, if I was a foolish, if I was a person storing my uh, funds on Bitfinex, and I heard about this, and I heard that I wasn't going to get fully compensated in terms of my Bitcoin, I would try to sue someone. And also, the United States keeping this money—I mean, it, it does appear to be theft in a sense. I mean, it, it wasn't the United States money in the first place, but they will. I think something that's going to get thrown out there is that that they're they're going to say Bitfinex and Tether owe owe us anyway, so we're just taking uh, what they owe us. They're we're in a legal dispute with them, and we're we're not they they're they're a shady organization. We're not going to help fund the shady organization. So this who knows what direction this is going to go in. Um, uh, and you're absolutely right. The, the United States probably doesn't have any Bitcoin right now. This would be a way to, to get off zero, but it it's theft in, in a sense also. So uh, uh, it's it's very, very interesting story here. Uh, Robert, I don't know, in, in, in Europe, do, in Netherlands, do you have any a take on this? Well, uh, I mean, I've seen this story and I, uh, I had the same feeling Alex had that, that, that they, they didn't seem like professional hackers to me. So I, I was wondering, Alex, do, do you know anything about their background or, or why do you, you just said that uh, they were patsies in, in, in what 
way would it help the U.S. government, you know, to um, prosecute these people for this crime if they if they didn't didn't do it? You you might. Alex, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, I think the U.S. realized the threat of Bitcoin a long time ago, and they've probably been planning to dissuade people from using it for a long time now and so far as they can without wrecking their own, you know, politicians and kind of private interests in it. So that's very general, right? Specifically, I don't know, I would imagine they find gullible, vulnerable people um, who are kind of like adjacent, like she was big in uh, social engineering and kind of like, I don't know, tricking people into careers, it seemed like somewhat ditzy. Um, yeah, I think they, the U S government, I mean, they might've hacked Bitfinex and just sold them this Bitcoin for super cheap and come back and, and, and picked it up several years later. I mean, you, you just don't know. There's, there's just so many unknowns like with these, with these cases. I don't, I agree that it would be uh theft and probably like wrong on some level for the U S to keep it, but I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, that's not, they don't have any, uh, like moral compass as it is. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I don't think <laughs> I, I do want to bring us back to 2016 again. Uh, Bitfinex had some bad security dudes. Uh, and I can see how they could be socially engineered by some woman. To, I, 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 it is possible mm. that, that, that they were the real hackers and mm. that Bitfinex was just that pathetic in, in terms of its, its security that they had a, that it was a partial inside job or something like that too. So, uh, I, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of a, a big. Uh, I, I think it is possible that there were real professional hackers that sold them this Bitcoin. That that, that, that they might have got it this way, but I don't think the United States of America was behind that Bitfinex uh, hack originally. Bitcoin was not exactly on the radar of the United States back then. It, it was so small. Remember, I'm talking about it dropped from 700 to the 500s. That's where we were back then. Okay, that's where we were. That, that we're in a whole different world now. Super Bowl commercials, dudes. We would you would laugh your toughness off that does Super Bowl commercials back then. Uh, well, let's Kaz, your 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 take on are they are they the legit hackers? What is the United States to do with this Bitcoin social engineering? Yeah, I don't know if they're the legit hackers. It it definitely seems like something is up there. Uh, it's a little off. But I think the, the timing of it is really coincidental, too. So we have what we just discussed as the first bullet in this podcast as like Bitcoin sort of making headlines around the world. And we have at the same time these funds getting seized. And now we have this argument and FUD coming out, you know, that Bitcoin can be seized. Is that coincidental? You know, I think that's a little odd to me. My ears prick up when I hear the timing of it. Um, my ears perk up when I see the people who they claim are the hackers, not saying it's not possible, totally could be. Um, but if you're saying that Bitcoin was not on the radar in 2016, I totally disagree with you, Adam. If you don't think that three letter agencies and people inside three letter agencies in 2016 were anticipating and knew what Bitcoin was, uh, I totally believe that they did. And so now when I see, uh, well, I see, I read this headline and say, you know, this three letter agencies just acquired um, you know, 120,000 or 96,000 Bitcoin or whatever the number was, um, because I don't think they have any intention on giving it back to Bitfinex. Um, they don't give a shit about people or companies for that matter. Well, yeah, they, I, I, I don't think they want to give it back. Definitely. That's true. And 
Okay, they they knew about Bitcoin back then. They, no doubt about it. Okay, that that is true. I lived through it. They knew about it. But to say they would hack Bitfinex uh, back then, I, I I don't I don't think it was a United States government operation. I really and then wait six years to this. The, there would have been other times to spring it uh, where it would be more effective in terms of uh, hurting Bitcoin. I mean. Th- Letting this story uh, come out, uh, let's say, in the December of 2018 would have been much worse uh, for Bitcoin uh, than, than now. So I, I'm not I'm not I don't think uh, I need some extraordinary uh, proof uh, on the extraordinary claim that the, the United States government uh, was behind the Bitfinex hack. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to go there. But every, you know, everyone's entitled <laughs> Everyone's entitled to their opinion, but you know, if I said it wasn't on their radar, I forgot how I phrased it. Yeah, okay, they knew clearly uh, that that's that's incorrect. Uh, Bitcoin was on the United States. Uh, but, but, uh, if we've got a legitimate uh, security apparatus back there, if they're not just obsessed with making up stories about Russia, um, then yeah, they they, they knew about Bitcoin. Uh, for, for it, it was important to, to them for quite some, some time, but. To, uh, to to say that they they hacked a Bitfinex, I, I I don't know. I need I need some uh, some, some some big old proof with that. All right, uh, we'll we'll pet. Do you guys have anything else to say? Any uh, about these guys or, or how this is all going to resolve in the end, or if it's good, if it's going to get dragged out some more? Well, it's a story to watch anyways because the U.S. government now owns like one percent of all. Bitcoin, like the, they're the third biggest holder after MicroStrategy and, and Grayscale. So, I mean, it's massive. And I think we had a discussion earlier on, on like um, the, the uh, holders, uh, the, the account holders on Bitfinex. But I think they should give it back to the company itself. They got defrauded in the first place. So, like, it doesn't matter how they compensated their, their clients. Like, they're the legal owner of, them, of mm-hmm. those Bitcoins. So, U.S. government should give it back, back to the company, and then they should resolve it with their clients again. But I'm not sure how they're gonna gonna roll this. There's, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. a. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say there's there's this other option here that I don't think we brought up today, um, which is that you know Bitfinex was having uh, like solvency issues and walked away themselves. <laughs> you know, hacked themselves. Well- Th- that is a big. Mm. That is more legitimate that I think than the, the United States government doing it because the rumors back then was you know, Tether's insolvent, Bitfinex is insolvent. So some people did think Bitfinex hacked itself. That they, 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 they created this whole situation where they'd be able to make their own token and bail people out. And there was uh, good, interesting that you you bring that back up up again. So I mean that that was flying around back in the day also uh, and. Uh, I, I guess, Robert, you, you you are right. The the money, it, it was the company that was hacked. Who cares how they reimbursed their their people? Um, that that the funds were stolen from from the company, so they should give the, the funds back to the company. But I I I I don't know. I think they the United States might do it, but then keep some of it, and just to keep the tether thing alive, to keep the lawsuit alive, they're gonna. The United States is government is not gonna let. Tether uh, get away with, with unscathed. Okay, they're going to try to use this to, to hurt Tether because uh, that United States government does not like a direct competition with the United States dollar, and Tether is a better version of the United States dollar. I don't care if it's not backed by a, a darn thing. 
People like to use it. It's easier to use than the United States dollar. That that is another that's another story there. Okay. Any more thoughts on the the uh, the Bitfinex situation from any of you guys? All right. Let's uh, let's go to Russia here real quick. Okay. We're talking about the United States. Russia is expected to regulate uh, crypto like foreign currencies, says a report. Russia has moved closer to regulating the crypto industry, with reports stating that the asset class will be treated like foreign currencies. Now, <laughs> now wait, wait, wait. This was big news. All, all the crypto publications were talking about it. I mean, it was in mainstream media. You know, Russia is giving us their opinion on how they would like to regulate Bitcoin and, and treat it like a fart. And the reason I'm bringing up this story is because at this point, I think it is so ridiculous that the media even covers story, makes these stories so prominent. Russia is nothing. Who cares what Russia does? It is just a backwater. It is a poor, weak, they've got some nukes. That is all. If they didn't have those nukes, no, who would care? It's not 1984. It's not Khrushchev. It's not 19 Cuban Missile Crisis. It's none of this anymore, okay? It, they are living in on a reputation that is so flushed down the toilet now. And for me, I think and it's, it's, it's painful that there are Bitcoin people that I think have bought into the narrative that's the fake news narrative that, you know, for four years that Russia was so important in terms of politics and that they, they own the president. They all these lies. I think they put, they brought into the, the Bitcoin world and it just, Bitcoin doesn't care about Russia. And I am tired of these stories. I could, I really don't care how Russia regular because they're going to screw it up anyway. They're, they're, they're controlled by a dictator. He just is doing whatever is best for him. So I mean, that's where they get their regulatory regime. It's impulsive. No, it shouldn't be replicated. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be honored at all. So that is, that is why I bring it up. I'm just, I'm tired of hearing about Russia everywhere I darn go because they're worthless. And, and, and it's, I don't know, Robert, what's your take? You're, you're in Europe. Um, I, I think it's a difficult situation because uh, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, and besides that is now Russia, um, every time like a government adopts Bitcoin, you need to wonder if, if it's a good case, you know, if it's something we need. Um, I think in the normal world we live in, you know, big institutions like the, like Russia, if they if they if they say they regulate it, it might help adoption. It ha might help like people who are not in our, um, I say that in, in our tribe to take a better look at it. Um, I think I think it's it, yeah, it's it's a difficult point. Like in in during the campaign here in the Netherlands, we also had um, one of the of the points we tried to make in our campaign was you know that Bitcoin should be a legal tender in the Netherlands that we should uh, you know embrace it more. Um, and I know from I know from businesses that they like they actually like when government regulates something because then they know what the what the vision is of the government. 
Um, so they rather have something regulated than unregulated, like and not knowing what's going to happen. Like, are they going to ban it? Aren't they? Go are they going to allow it? Like, make some rules so we know where where we're heading. So I, I totally agree. Like, it's not that Russia is like this. What you hear sometimes in the Bitcoin or libertarian community, like the 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 the, the savior of uh, whatever freedom thing we need. Like, that's not the case. That's totally not the case. But I can see that like uh, adoption by countries might um, build on the the I say that the, the PR of, of of Bitcoin. And the question, yeah, it's a legit question. Do we want that? Do we want the governments in general, besides Russia, to start adopting Bitcoin on this in this kind of way? I mean, I, I like my stuff unregulated, so just keep your hands off. Um, but I, I know that a lot of people think differently, so. It might be, you know, a, a way of going to the ultimate ideal where uh, everybody is known and using Bitcoin and government just can, can get a, cannot get their hands on it. I, I want to say, I think some people are so frustrated with the worldwide uh, financial status quo that they see Russia as a fighter against it, as, as exactly. a to, to just blindly support. So mm -hmm. if they made a move toward Bitcoin, oh, well, look, it's, it's going to change the whole world. And I, I just strongly disagree with that. And here's a guy that said, I can't believe how much attention Russia's position on Bitcoin is getting. It's a mafia state with a crumbling economy solely based on the export of natural resources. It's all noise. Bitcoin doesn't care what Putin says or does. I, I strongly agree with that uh, right there. Uh Kaz, what's your uh, take on this situation? Yeah, I don't think uh, Putin or Russia have any intentions of adopting Bitcoin um, from any from any sense. Um, I think they are looking to legalize digital assets under their law uh, because they're working on their digital ruble, which is known. Um, they're also collaborating with major uh, international banks to do that. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot more private CBDCs like kind of com competition wise come out of Russia. Um, I think that's their, their sole intention. I think all this like nonsense we're seeing of like, Oh, we're going to kick Russia out of swift. Yeah. I think we totally could see that happening. And it's all just like part of the great reset. Um, and this is like to kick off more of uh, you know, another nation in the West having um, a CBDC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, I they, they definitely uh, are, sorry, are the east, not the West. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, the, I said the West. I meant the East. Yeah. Well, they they definitely admitted they they love the uh, CB. They, they want to go the CBDC route. They they want they want to control their people. Uh, I mean, they're more. Uh, they wish they could be China. <laughs> he wishes. He wishes he could have such a. Uh, and and it's disgusting that anyone would want to be more more like China in that authoritarian way. He he wishes he could be that. By the way, people in the chat, you could do a super chat. You can ask questions. These guys will answer your questions. We, we only need a little bit more to have a one Bitcoin show uh, next week. And by the way, this week in Bitcoin will be Thursday next week because I will be on the road driving to New Mexico uh, next uh, from Texas to New Mexico next Friday. Alex, uh, your your take on Ale uh, on uh, Russia. I'll give you my take on Russia. But real quick, where are you going in New Mexico? I, I lived there less than six months ago. Well, I'm going to Farmington, New Mexico, which oh, okay. I have, I've dreamed of going there for a year. Because I've been traveling across the country uh, and I want to see real America. I want to see the, the cities that are supposedly losing population 
and uh, that people are running away from that used to be centers of industry and see if they're as bad and scary as people say they are. I was in West Virginia in, um, what's, what's that darn city called? Huntington, which is also going down in population. And I loved it. I loved Huntington. It was, I mean, sure, there were some meth heads there and whatever. And I know I'm going to see plenty of alcoholics on the street in, um, in Farmington and whatever. But I, and it's got a beautiful temperature. I like seeing that. I like seeing it for myself, okay? And I'm not one of these people, these coastal elite that go from one big city to another on a plane. I'm seeing the real cities in my car that I just bought for this situation to drive across the country. Uh, my, 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 no, no, I don't have a Lambo, people. I have a freaking, uh, I bought a, what, what's the, I don't even know the name. I care so much about cars. Nissan uh, Versa. That's what I have. Uh, you see me, my black Nissan Versa driving from Midland, Texas, which by the way, here in Midland, Texas, it is on fire. Texas, they're working hard. They don't have restrictions and people are moving here. They're making money here. Um, it, it's great. So I'm, I'm curious to see New Mexico is a, a blue state and they have regulations, but we, we, we shall see. We shall see. So yeah, that, that's my spiel on New Mexico, guys. I will be there for two weeks before I get to Vegas for the unconfiscatable event, event that Tone Vase is putting on uh, March 3rd to 6th. I can't wait to see uh, you dudes. And um, by the way, in the chat, we have uh, we have my, my buddy from California is, is there. If you, Johnny Midas, if you want to contact me, if you want to go to Vegas, I might be able to hook you up. But you got to you got to send me a private message. All right, Alex, take it away on Russia and, and New Mexico. If you got a comment on that, on uh, New Mexico, uh, New Mexico is great nature wise. Um, cities are are a wreck. Santa Fe is okay, kind of touristy, but uh, I I think you'll love it, man. I think you'll have a great time. The outdoors is. It's kind of like a well-kept secret. It's a, it's a great state. Well, and, and that's what I'm looking for. The, the outdoors in, in West Virginia are beautiful also. But you hear about Farmington, you're like, oh, they moved the, the industry, moved out. It's going down the tubes. And I mean, maybe Bitcoin mine, I, I've, maybe Bitcoin mine could take on there. They've been, I've heard about Bitcoin mining in New Mexico and stuff. It's the Four Corners area. And uh, not many people go to the, you know, from the East, I'm from the East Coast, Baltimore originally. Now, you don't hear about many people in Baltimore hanging out in the Four Corners area. I, I want to I see this for myself. Okay, Russia, take it away. Alex. Why am I not hearing Alex? Oh, sorry. I, I, I think I got muted. Uh, I, I don't... Uh... I don't see Russia adopting Bitcoin as a as a legal foreign currency. I don't see how that, uh, like you said, Bitcoin is orthogonal to the, all that. It doesn't. It might affect the the fiat price of Bitcoin a little bit short term. Who knows? Um, but unless we get another, you know, nation state all out adoption, I don't think we're going to see any movements as a result of that. I, I don't. I don't think Bitcoin cares. I'm happy that uh, it brings more attention to Bitcoin. I'm happy that I hope the people of Russia have a, you know, an unconfiscatable sovereign wealth fund. I hope they start adopting it. I know uh, my own, you know, mother-in-law, I got her on Bitcoin. She's from Russia and, you know, understands or the former Soviet Union understands what it's like to have, you know, not have access to your own bank account, things like that. So it, it's a useful thing. I think it'll catch on there because, it solves a problem that every citizen in Russia can readily identify, you know, and the, the, it's a freedom problem. But, but, but there's the thing. If they, if they actually let it catch on there, okay, he would no longer be in power. It would help take out an authoritarian leader. So that, that, that there's, 
a, a lot of people have high hopes in Putin and Bitcoin. I think it's completely worthless, uh, anything that he does or says uh, with Bitcoin in terms of getting it to the getting Bitcoin to the people, getting his central bank digital currency to the people. I think he, I think we're going to see that uh, definitely. Um, all right. Any, any more thoughts on uh, Putin, Bitcoin? Uh, why, why Bitcoiners, uh, just uh, certain Bitcoiners just love to blow this guy. I mean, I, I'm going to say it right now. Max Kaiser is what he's. He, he makes a real big deal out of, out of the Russia stuff. Really, I mean, I mean, but he worked for uh, RT and yeah, he worked for RT. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, and and, and RT is a propaganda uh, outlet of, of the Russian government. Now, so let's let's move on to Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is this weekend. All oh, the normies. Oh, this is their holiday again. It's a shame the truckers aren't. Uh, uh, in Inglewood, uh, California, right now, blocking everything. Uh, I would, every state would get rid of its mandates real quick if that was happening. But um, there are going to be a lot of advertisements. I'm not watching it. I haven't watched it in years. Um, and and yeah, well, I won't get into that. It's It's been great not watching it in years. I learned about Bitcoin instead of learning about the Super Bowls. It's, trust me, it's paid off nicely. But uh, yeah, there are going to be crypto ads, Bitcoin ads, uh, is it going to cause a lot of frustration? Is it going to cause Bitcoin hate? Is it going to cause cryptocurrency hate? Or is it going to get some people interested? Uh, through the years, when we were youth, we, there was a time when there was a, a big dot-com. There were all these weird dot-com ads when we were youth. And is it going to just be uh, thought of that way in the long run? Uh, Kaz, you, what's what's your take? Yeah, I'm not a big sports ball person either, so I'm not going to be watching the Super Bowl. But um, I imagine there'll be a lot of crypto.com commercials. Um, you know, hopefully um, people make them like more relevant to Bitcoin and not just crypto. But I don't really see very many Bitcoin companies paying for Super Bowl ads. So I have a feeling it's going to be a shitcoin shit fest. <laughs> it is. It is. It's already been. It's the people that have announced it's it's crypt it's uh they're going with that crypto theme um but but that's that's the bigger question here it will this what i see online right now uh there's a lot of hate toward nfts from normies and they kind of extrapolate that hate onto bitcoiners like they they, 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 their commentary on the Canadian situation. They bring up the NFT stuff. It's killing the environment. These Canadians are killing the environment. They, even though they have nothing to do with NFTs. So I, I'm wondering a lot when it's said and done. When the when the show is over on Sunday, there gonna be a lot more people that know about Crypto.com and know about these other companies. The end of it is this going to help Bitcoin in the long run? Or is this going to really get some haters out there going to be spewing like environmental nonsense the next day? I mean, that that's. Uh, I think it's going to be a big nothing burger. I mean, I think we'll see like maybe Bitcoin and maybe some cryptocurrency like trending on Twitter. And that's about it. And like two days will blow over. And I really I don't think it's going to much will come out of it. Okay, that's that's a that's a valid that's a very good prediction there. I mean, it's, it's logical. I, I, don't, I think that we very much could see that trending on Twitter and then two days later. Uh, people are talking about Ukraine or something like that. Uh, Alex, Super Bowl shuffle, your thoughts. Uh, I've never watched a football game in my life. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more into I, I like MMA a lot, but uh, 
Yeah. But in terms of in terms of the advertising, in terms of advertising, you're gonna see a lot of FTX. I don't know if Crypto.com bought one. They probably bought a commercial too, right? Uh, you're gonna see a lot of um, crypto exposure, which then comes back to the ultimate debate you guys already touched on: Is this good for Bitcoin? I don't know. I mean, I definitely came to Bitcoin, then went to cryptocurrencies, then came back to Bitcoin. Now I've been a Bitcoin only person. I don't see. It's getting harder and harder for crypto to like differentiate itself meaningfully in the market. You know, they kind of live or die by Bitcoin. So I, I kind of don't really care what happens in the crypto space. Like I'm not worried about um, competition with Bitcoin by any means. If people want to go off and trade cryptocurrencies and, and, and JPEGs with their money, I mean, have at it. That's just more Bitcoin for me. I, <laughs> so, well, I I am hoping for the best. I'm hoping that uh, this will get some people into Bitcoin. I really am. I, I expect some negative feedback, though, uh, to say the least. Now, Robert, you're in Europe. You probably don't care about that. <laughs> but I just want I want to see if you have a take because there's a lot of people all over the world that are going to see advertisements that deal with cryptocurrency and trading and, and all sorts of nonsense. Uh, so your, your, your opinion on that? Yeah, I think, I think I have to agree with, with you guys about this. Um, I, I, like you said, Super Bowl is not a thing over here. The commercials are also, also are not a thing. Um, and, and I think, I think we might, you know, need to pay attention as, as Bitcoin enthusiasts, maybe we should put together some kind of fundraising super PAC now and buy our bitcoin only ad in a year with bitcoin money and only advertise for bitcoin because i think the same with like the russia story like I, be I believe like my background is in marketing and i'm in politics and i'm really interested in social psycholo psychology and how people work and how people get um you know and enthusiastic about certain things and i think we need to understand we're different like i really liked the, the opening you said about you know, uh, taking responsibility is a new co counterculture. I think we live that, we know that, but for other people, that's not the main thing. So, you know, I would love an, an ad with Bitcoin, maybe highlighting that, or I mean, we, we can just maybe put you on, just record what you just said in the beginning and put you on the Super Bowl uh, screen uh, next year and go fund that. I, I, I would like to start a fundraiser for that, you know, get, get an Adam Meister on the, on the next Super Bowl ad. I mean, that, that would definitely work. Uh, it, it has a large audience, uh, so maybe, maybe we can pull together on, on this one. I, I, I would love to scream, personal responsibility is new counterculture. So yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So few people uh, know about that. Uh, but I do. Lance Hoddle and some other dudes uh, bring up a very good point. What do you think about FTX giving away eight Bitcoin to four winners after the commercial? And I should I should have brought that up. That yeah, FTX is is a, a company that. Uh, deals with all sorts, uh, but they are giving away free Bitcoin. So that is something that people are going to take away at, at the end of the Super Bowl, that a lot of free Bitcoin will be given away. And it, it is Bitcoin. So that is a good, I, I think that's a good advertisement for Bitcoin right there. Giving it away for free uh, will definitely intrigue some people. And they're not giving away Litecoin. They're not giving away Ethereum. They are giving away Bitcoin. So I should have you know, prefaced this story with that. So thank you, uh, Lance, that you're you're wide awake, and I can't wait to meet you in person in Las Las Vegas. All right, now speaking about meeting people in person at, at events, uh, we, we uh, this super spreading Bitcoin. 
I want to know, Alex, you're a Bitcoin Magazine guy. Are you going to be at the event in Miami? Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to be hosting a couple events in Miami. We're working really hard to get this uh, conference off the ground. Super excited! Are you all are you all coming? Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna get to it. Yeah, well, first of all, I met Kaz in person in person in Miami last year, so that is an intriguing question. Will you return, Kaz? I will be there. Perfect. Oh, all right, all right, Robert. Now, we, that's a hard one. I mean, that, that's asking a lot. I'm disappointed, but no, I can't. No, oh, I'm sorry, Robert. Hey, stream <laughs> it live. I'm I'm putting a stream. You know, we're gonna have the whole thing live. All the you know, the main speakers, and then we'll have all the videos from all the speakers up for sure. So you won't miss anything. Definitely going to watch. Awesome. I'm really hoping, yeah, I know, Robert, you're not going to be able to make it. I mean, it's less than two months away. Wait, wait a second. Yeah, it's less than two months away now, yeah. dudes. And, but hopefully these truckers, who knows what restrictions might get chopped off now. I mean, it seems like the tide is turning politically because they never cared about safety. I mean, they, they, it, it's all political. The a certain party doesn't want to lose too bad in, in, in the House of Representatives. So certain states are suddenly, you know, oh, everything's fine. So maybe the, the federal government will just let anybody into America now. There should be no test. There should anyone should be able to come into any country. It, it's it's so insane what's going on. Um, but who knows? Maybe uh, Europeans will find us. I know Europeans who would love to go to this. But they, they don't want to deal with the politics. They don't want to deal. They don't know the, 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 what tests they're going to have to take. So maybe this will all go away by then. Bitcoiners are funding this trucker thing. And this, who knows what this could be the spark of. But let's go back to you, Alex. So tell us about, uh, tell us more about the Miami event. I mean, the floor is yours. I mean, you're, you're big into this, man. I mean, this is your thing. I'm, I'm big into this, man. I think, uh, look, I think if you're looking for camaraderie, uh, work you know a good time education like this is the place to be i mean we're all sick of kind of the boredom of the last two years if you haven't gotten out to do anything this would be the thing to spend a couple stats or spend a couple bucks like come out you know there's all sorts of discount codes floating around there but i think like anyone who wants a job in bitcoin after i mean there's just so many businesses emerging like there's almost no excuse not to find one especially if you come to this event, like your networking opportunities are going to be huge. You could be, you know, find yourself <laughs> sitting next to people who are, you know, the CEOs of budding companies, um, current companies. I know we're going to be scouting as Bitcoin magazine out there. There's so many uh, just opportunities to meet people and, and grow this thing. I mean, I, I really think of this as like a, a business opportunity, a time to grow Bitcoin adoption and, uh, you know, just a networking event. It's a major networking event. 30,000 freaking people. I was meeting all sorts of people, all sorts of opportunities coming into my lap. And I, I other people were hooked up with opportunities there. So who, it's going to be three times bigger this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. And were you there last year? No, I was not. Okay. No, I couldn't make it. I was in New Mexico. <laughs> there we go. The New Mexico connection again. I did not know you then, but it will be great to meet you in person this year. Uh, April 6th to 9th, dudes. It will be fun. And people can touch my hair if they want to, if that'll incentivize you to come. April 10. April, I mean, Adam 10. Adam 10 is the discount code to use here that I'm supposed to tell everyone to use. Okay, we've, we've reached the end of the show. Let's see if there are any other stories that were left out, anything people want to promote. Um, uh, Kaz, we'll, we'll start with you. Any any stories that you you know any you know want to say what you're doing and uh, or any big news that I, I forgot to bring up from this week? 
No, I think we I think we hit on everything. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, at least Adam and Alex in person. Uh, I wish I could see you, Robert. Um, Miami's going to be fun. I cannot believe it's only two months away. Um, it's going to be a great time. And uh, I, Adam, I always always enjoy your podcast. Um, I'm on the Swan Bitcoin team, so go to swanbitcoin.com. And I host the Down the, Bit- or Down the Rabbit Hole Bitcoin podcast. Uh, so check that out as well. All of these dudes are linked to below. And the topics that we've talked about today are all linked to below. So go to the notes, do your homework, click on the links, and pound that like button and retweet this to spread the freaking word. All right. So, Robert, uh, any political news? And you Obviously, your, your party was not successful in getting uh, seats in the uh, the parliament over there in the Netherlands. Uh just tell us the name. I mean, tell us the name of the party again, or if the party's still alive, or or your plans, or any Bitcoin stuff you want to talk about. Actually, yeah, yeah, the party is still alive. It is, it is the Libertarian Party of the Netherlands, uh, so short LP, just as it is in the United States. Um, 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 and it, it, we're still we're still working, we're still growing, we're still building. So that I think that's a good thing. I wonder if the same is going on in, in other countries uh, like the United States. Because uh, I think we saw a lot of influx of new people saying, what the heck is going on here? Why is this government doing this in my personal living square? And I, I don't like it. And, you know, got, got the first hand on experience on how government can can mess with your private life. Uh, which, uh, so uh, that's maybe a little, little good thing that people get aware of. You know, we need, we need to restrict government uh, um, um, power uh, like this. And I myself have been, um, I think it's been almost a year or actually exactly a year now since I started uh, the V for Valentine uh, podcast. You can see my uh, little mascot in the back. Uh, I do it with, with Boris from the Bitcoin show uh, together every every Thursday evening uh, for the Dutchies, because it's in Dutch, unfortunately. And uh, well, you know, I think we've been living the Vivo Vendetta movie uh, uh, the last uh, two years. So we, we touch on all subjects, Bitcoin and, and freedom of life. So if you're Dutch or you want to learn Dutch, then tune in every every Tuesday at 7. Uh, I know you'd enjoy it. Well, first off, I checked out your Twitter feed and your and the show. Okay. I see it's big. I don't, I don't know Dutch, but I, I do see, I, I do the, the Dutch people, Dutch speakers have all are coming from the Netherlands. The statistics that I've seen through the years, you guys represent really big numbers for such a small country in terms mm-hmm. of being interested in Bitcoin and freedom. Now, of course, there are a lot of screaming Karens over there too, clearly, because you wouldn't elect <laughs> a lot of horrible people that you elect over there if there weren't a huge amount of screaming horrible Karens over there. But uh, no, there's, there is definitely uh a small percentage of people that are hardcore that are freaking into Bitcoin and freedom over there. And uh, yeah, keep us updated with everything. Uh, you know, when the next election is going to be, but everybody check them out. There are Dutch speakers that are watching right now. And again, people, we only need 34 more dollars super in the super chat for me to do an extra show next week. So hook me up. You, you know how it goes around here. I know some of you want to see the one Bitcoin show return. That's the only way you're going to see it return. Alex, uh, what are you, I mean, you spoke some of the things that you're up to at Bitcoin Magazine, but you're writing some good stuff over there. You've got some printout or something like that, the crypto, what the heck was that? Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks for mentioning that. I'm selling uh, intaglio prints, which is a process. Uh, you take a copper plate, you etch it. I've put the Genesis block on it. It's huge. I wish I had it in the room. I could show you. Um 
the plate has sold, but I'm going to be pulling prints off that plate. Just like in the old days, this is how they'd print dollars with this method. And then I will destroy the plate. So there's going to be a limited supply of uh, 21 prints. You know, I take commissions to make other sorts of plates. But for this Genesis block, there's 21 prints. Got a couple prints left. And they will also be up for auction at the Bitcoin conference. But I've got a sweet pleb uh, discount right now. They're like 90% off uh, the auction price. So if you want some Bitcoin artwork, this is the chance for plebs to buy a couple fine art pieces for relatively cheap. And hopefully, you know, if you want to sell it later, hopefully make some money. Dude, um, I do my homework. I always check out my dudes. But before, because I got the best freaking guest in the space here every week, I got to see what they're really up to. So yeah, man, I, I, I do my, I see what you're doing in real life and stuff. <laughs> you're in motion. I only get people who are in motion on this show. Okay. We're doing things. So any, anything else you want to say about what you do in a Bitcoin magazine and anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're having a Adam Meister show on our sh uh, channel as well. So, you know, check out this show, you know, when it's over, go to Bitcoin magazine, check that out too. Uh, we've got a, we've got a growing YouTube channel, a, a live show about four days a week about to go up uh, North and film some more uh, produced shows about Bitcoin as well. So lots of exciting things happening. Well, I mean, I hope you get north of the freaking border, man. I hope sneak across. I mean, I had a guy on the show who snuck across the border before. I mean, I can. Anyway, okay, all right, all right, dudes. Well, good. Yeah, and yeah, guys. I am on the Bitcoin Magazine channel. I should have. I should have. I should have brought that up. Thank you, Bitcoin Magazine. It's great. It's been great working with Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, Christian and everybody over there is all. Everybody's awesome. Uh, uh, all the all, all the who else do, we, do I have over there? Who's I want to? I don't want to forget anyone. Who do I want to say? Uh, well, anyway, we got Kit over there. She's cool. Chris over there. Okay. And one, one other thing, guys, about meeting people in person. I am working with the Bitcoin Day guys now. They are uh, – they put on events all over the country. Are they going to? Bitcoinday.io. I will be the MC at the Oklahoma City event on the 26th of March. Adam50 will get you $50 off of, of that event Oklahoma City, I will be there, bitcoinday.io. Yeah, dudes, I'm in motion. March 26th, I love, so I'm going to see some of you guys in Vegas at the beginning of March, Oklahoma City at the end of March, and Miami at the beginning of April. It's all linked to below. Everybody, thank you, guest. Thank you, everyone who is, is, is watching this show. So pound that like button, retweet it, Shabbat Shalom. I'll be back next Thursday, maybe before, if we can get some 34 bucks on PayPal. Said that you can get me back earlier. Uh, I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel. Go to the events. Thank you again, guys. And really, seriously, have a great weekend. Shabbat Shalom. Yes. Super Bowl also. You know how it is. The Rams are going to win probably. I'll see you guys later. St. Louis. I will never forget you, St. Louis. <laughs> All right.